0: Hey guys, this is Isabella Reeds with Amazon Made Simple and Sean Hart and Seth Stevens, so cool guys who created this magic book.
1: Basically zero in sales to twenty-seven million dollars in sales mm-hmm. within a very, very short time frame.
0: And, I have thirteen million dollars. And- why need the profit? Exactly. <laughs> we'll just- exactly.
2: We we collected about one point eight million in profits for two years and then sold that business for three million three hundred sixty thousand dollars.
0: What is like out of three hundred and fifty products, how many oh. been actually successful?
2: Isabella, are you ready? With a free bonus offer from Domino's Pizza,
1: he says you guys are missing the boat. So he says, let me just show you what to do. So
0: to be in a society and in this community, you have to be someone. So hey guys, this is Isabella Reeds with Amazon Made Simple and Sean Hart and Seth Stevens, so cool guys who created this magic book that said, <laughs> Do you have this one? You have to I show. do,
1: I do. You wanna match here?
0: Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. So we all have this book, and you if you guys didn't read it, you lost a lot because From this book, I actually find out that Sean Hart is billionaire or multi-multi-millionaire back to 2008. He created $27, investing just $1, (laughs) and he didn't tell his wife that he actually was using $30,000 from their (laughs) credit cards. So their family were about to become poor and like homeless and like start starving but sean is super smart guy and for the from the first hour meeting i was hating him i even spread the rumors in the, like inside of their team saying like i don't like this guy at all but now i changed my mind so guys anyway welcome to this podcast i love you both you're super cool super funny so um i'm ready to talk sean said
2: Well, thank you for having me. And I just wanted to clarify for your audience. It's not smart in the book. I just got lucky, Isabella. So I avoided the poor farm and, as you know, collected $1.6 million of my customers' money that I then used to grow that business. So um, it was an accident and um, I got lucky. (laughs)
0: And yeah, you also don't recommend in your book to do the same approach. However, as an entrepreneur, I understand you completely. And I support this approach because you had to uh, support your mother and you had to support your family, which is a very, very male uh, action. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Seth, do you want to add something else to uh, this uh, business approach? Because I believe the moment you want to survive, the best way... At least, from my opinion, and the course of action when you're trying to move fast, and because the business is a, uh, if if you're move, if you're doing business, you have to do everything fast.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, in that book, the Private Label Millionaire Secrets, what Sean and I tried to distill down was all the lessons that we had learned, not only from him building that business in 2008 and, and then exiting, but we took those same concepts that he learned in that business and applied them to Amazon. And I think that's where it kind of becomes interesting. So some of the strategies that you're talking about, Isabella, is using your customer's money to then grow your business is all about the the mindset of how can I limit my risk as an entrepreneur, but then have the upside to grow into something big and great. And I think, you know, Sean, you went from basically zero in sales to $27 million in sales mm-hmm. within a very, very short time frame, And you wouldn't have been able to do that if you had the kind of stuck in the mud, regular nine to five mindset.
2: Exactly.
0: And that was uh, during the big crisis of 2008.
2: <laughs> That's true. So what we were able to do was create, um, Isabella, as you know from the book, a mafia offer that is an offer that's almost impossible for a consumer to say no to Uh, an offer that they would feel stupid not taking you up on and we created that a mafia offer as you know around a product called an eye heater which was a space heater like an infrared heater there's actually one right under my desk here and uh, we grew that business for about three years that's when seth and i first got introduced He came in working in my marketing department as an intern and then i was able to exit that business and like seth told you use those exact same strategies when we started building our amazon business a couple years later
0: tell me more about it people (laughs) will be excited to hear how did it happen what actually did you do and what is one three uh one two three steps to succeed
2: Okay, number one is product selection. As you know, your audience are Amazon sellers, and the first thing we have to have is an offer for a product. Without an offer, we don't have a business. So it starts with the offer, and that offer has to be for a physical product in most cases. So what Seth and I like to advocate for, Isabella, is that instead of trying to recreate the wheel or create a market or uh, demand for a product that doesn't exist yet, what we try to do is tap in to demand that already exists that is give people what they already want to buy, right Seth?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then in the book you you tell the story of how you identified the demand for the heater. You talked about you know being at the, the hardware store and seeing people walk out with armfuls of products. So Isabella, we did the exact same thing when it come when it came time to pick a product for our Amazon business. We actually had Sean walking through trade shows trying to spot demand. And we would spot demand by seeing where the crowd was. So then what we were able to do, Isabella, is see the demand in person, check Amazon to see what was actually happening online, and then bring those products to market. So we had a huge advantage a lot of times because we could get in front of demand that was, was uh, yet being fulfilled on Amazon.
0: Seth, tell me, was it 2011 or 2012?
1: Um, so I worked in Sean's uh, marketing department I think it was 2011 yeah yeah
0: so tell me more like back to I started my Amazon in 2015 so I don't know what guys instrument you've been using in 2011 besides just checking what is going on Amazon to actually prove the demand I even don't know if any software didn't uh, exist at this time
2: no. So just, uh, let me just clarify that Seth worked with me in that heater marketing business in 2010, 11, as an intern, yep. but we didn't start selling on Amazon uh, myself until the fourth quarter of 2013 when we okay. started doing, um, uh, retail arbitrage and, and then moved into kind of private label. Right. <laughs> okay. And then what happened was Seth had reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I just finished college. I just started my job. He was in commercial real estate. And he said, I'm looking for a mentor. And I was, you know, frankly, I was bored. You know, I'd sold my business. I'm sitting here I'm for $13 million,
0: million dollars, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. Like 30, I'm 38 years old. I have nothing to do. So I met Seth at Starbucks for a, for a cup of coffee. And um, I don't think you even drank coffee back then, Seth, but we happened to meet at Starbucks and I break open my laptop. And, and honestly, Isabella, I was embarrassed because When Seth worked with my company, we had 100,000 square foot, you know, office space with warehouse and I had over a hundred employees. We're doing, you know, a million dollars a day in sales in our season. And it was a great business. And now I'm selling rubber bands out of my garage on Amazon. I felt like a complete loser. But (laughs) Seth, you know, he was patient. He said, tell me more. And basically what I was doing, I was buying these rainbow loom bracelet making kits back in 2013. They were really popular. And then I would piggyback like, you know, seven or eight different listings on Amazon to sell the product. And I had generated about $250,000 in sales and working out of my garage. And when I show Seth that, the first thing Seth says is, are you making any profit? Well, of course, I don't know if I'm making any profit, but I know I'm making a lot of sales.
0: I have $13 million. Dollars. Why need a profit? Exactly. <laughs> just exactly.
2: <laughs> so I'm just trying to get back in the game, you know? So Seth goes back to his cubicle after our lunch meeting And uh, he texts me that night and he says, okay, so this is what happened. I opened up my seller account. I listed a product. I already made the sale. Now I have to ship it. We need to meet again because this is something real, right, Seth? Yeah,
1: exactly. So long story short, Sean got me so excited that I quit my job in corporate America and Sean and I officially partnered up Isabel in 2014. And that first year we launched 90 products and we did about three and a half million dollars in sales. So we launched those that first year. We do pretty well. And we're like, you know, 90 products was was pretty good. But if we launched more We'll, we'll make even more money. So we set on the goal to launch one product per day. And so in 2015, Isabella, we launched one product a day. We did 350 product launches of our own private label products. Hold we on. Did about-
0: one product a day. Did you have this product physically? Or you've been using the same approach for creating people's... <laughs> Great where- question. <laughs> We're yeah. using people's money to buy products from China well, and people from there.
2: Here's what we were doing. We were testing the waters with small sample orders, you know, 15, 20, 25 units. What would happen was I had a purchasing department. I was working out of Houston, Texas at the time. Seth was running our Amazon uh, business and office with our staff in Indianapolis. And what I would do is I would contact all these manufacturers after I identified a product opportunity. I would have samples sent to the office immediately with express mail. The office would take uh, photos of the product create the listings on the fly and then i would have that uh, a backup um, inventory coming in by dhl you know of a dozen two dozen maybe 50 units at a time so that we were able to throw these products up very quickly test the market get consumers to vote with their credit cards and then we would take those winners and scale those right seth
1: Exactly. So Isabella, my office that I was running in Indianapolis had all of the departments in it for building out the listings, for um, creating the copy, taking the images, and and creating the marketing on the Amazon side. And every week, a box of samples would show up from everything that Sean had located, uh, procured, shipped us a box of samples so we could take the images of while the rest of the inventory was on the way to FBA. So we were churning out all these listings we, we ended up launching 350 products. We then um, trimmed that back to our winners, which are the ones that took off the easiest and we built brands around. So our entire model, Isabella, was um, test a lot of products, see which ones get traction. And then if a product gets traction, we'll build a brand around it. So we did that with a lot of different brands and we actually um, created the model, which was like a little brand factory. So that second year of business, we did about $10 million in sales and it just um, kind of propelled us to start selling a couple businesses every single year and so that's what we've been doing ever since
0: just uh make it more clear for the audience because guys that was 2013 so Right now it's 2022 and the situation is a little bit different. However, yeah. I'm still super curious. Uh, we have people asking all the time, what is the guarantee that the product will succeed? And here, <laughs> because you've been guys testing your niche and you've been texting uh, 350 products within a year, how many products actually been successful?
2: That's a great question. So what we did, Isabella, and, and you can read about that in the book, as you know, uh, we would stack the odds in our favor by creating what we call a mafia offer, as you know, and then using what we call our Amazon tripwire strategy. And what does that mean? So one of the first products that we launched that was wildly successful was a bamboo pillow, which you read about in the book, right? But instead of going into that highly competitive market and launching a bamboo pillow, which had a minimum, high minimum order quantity, And a a, a barrier to entry of about $250,000 because of the minimum order, the bulky product, the ocean freight. I mean, it was just very expensive. So instead of going directly for the market of the bamboo pillow, we found the sleep mask, which was a cut and sew cheap Chinese air freight product that we could sell at a breakthrough price. But stay with me here when everyone else was selling a sleep mask and being successful at $12.99, $15, $20, we came in at $5.99 and completely dominated that entire market. In a very, very short time, we were able to produce 250,000 orders of a sleep mask and then get about 20% of those customers to opt in to receive more information from us. Now, what we've created is a list of 50,000 Amazon shoppers who have already raised their hand and identified themselves as being buyers of sleep products. It's that 50,000 person list that we then launched the pillow product to. We, we collected about 1.8 million in profits for two years and then sold that business for $3,360,000. That's how we guarantee success every time.
0: This is awesome, so just me just let me to summarize so we're creating the product with a very low market price. We're pushing this product on a market we're creating the customer list and then we're launching another product and another product using those uh, this customer list which is like guarantee us success because we have already loyal customers
2: exactly and Seth likes to say that having your customer list is like having sponsored ads turned on forever but not having to pay for it Seth.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Isabella, if you think about it, when we were competing back then, um, people were just starting to do rebates and things like that. But our customers were used to paying for the product. They weren't used to getting rebated and stuff that's against TOS now. So what we are talking about are like fundamentals. It's fundamental marketing. So we were selling our pillow at near full price. You might, we might've given them a 10 or 15% off discount, but we're actually creating real money. So when we go to launch our product, Isabella, we're immediately profitable. Amazon sees that external high quality traffic hitting our listings and they rewarded us with higher keyword ranking, which then positions us in the marketplace to start taking more sales. So it is kind of like, you are cheating. We didn't really know this at the time though, Isabella, we kind of fell into that because of what we were doing in Sean's previous company with the heater. You know, it was a big part of the process to engage the customer after the fact. So when Sean was sending postcards in in the heater business and generating 400, $500,000 in sales, he knew, and I worked in that department. So I knew too, (laughs) I knew the value of re-engaging those customers. So when we started our Amazon business, um, we took that same concept and we said, we know the audience is most important. We're going to use that audience to drive sales on Amazon. We just didn't know how good it was going to work because Amazon rewarded us with more keyword ranking than what we expected.
0: I love this idea. However, I want to come back for mm-hmm. my question. So what is like out of 350 products, how many oh. been actually successful? Like- that- I'm asking, and I'm very pushy with this because um, we have some statistics out of like 10 products, this amount of products will succeed on Amazon. And to let people manage their expectations, like, okay, if I'm launching one product, what will be my cashback from there? (laughs) Like, please, can you clarify this? Because this is something that is making the biggest confusion uh, around uh, new sellers.
2: Okay, so... I hate to rain on the picnic here, but unfortunately, not all products were successful. But what we were able to do was test with very small quantity, and then what we what we call it is feed the stallions that are those winning horses that are running the race and starve out the ponies. Uh, w- when we finished our launching of 350 products, we were able to build 53 successful brands from those 350 launches, but... The, the magic is being able to leverage that customer list to build out a brand. While a lot of sellers out there, Isabella, are unfortunately always jumping from one niche, from one product to another product to another category. The grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence, right? What we did was we built out an entire brand by creating what we call a customer journey using that gateway product, Seth.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Isabella, just to answer your question, we ended up launching more than 1000 private label products. In that initial 350, though, there might have been 50 that kind of stuck. And like Sean said, we built brands around them. So for instance, if one of the 50 that stuck was the bamboo pillow, which it was, then we went back and we said, okay, what other products can we launch to complete this customer journey? So for instance, you know, um, when you sell a pillow, what else do you need? What else would that customer be looking for? Well, they might be looking a for a pillowcase, they might be looking for a bed sheet, they might be looking for a um a different looked, type of pillow.
0: They're looking for a bed,
1: they're looking for a bed. We tried uh, mattress toppers, yes, exactly. So, so what is that customer? Um, if you can find a gateway product that is like the beginning of a customer journey, then picking the products to fill out your brand line is much easier because all you have to do is think, what else would my customer need who's interested in? sleeping better, right?
0: Right. I love it. I love this approach. I love your, how you guys th- thinking and the way how you're like, we are so energized that we are ready to launch right now another another 53 brands on Amazon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we would never take that approach today because, you know, as you already know, Isabella, Amazon is more of a fickle type of animal today. It's more technical than it was back then. But the fundamental truth